When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire football podcast. MWR.com website, Twitter, MWC Wire. I'm never, I'm Josh, I'm never going to call it by the other name, so it's always Twitter because why not? Yeah. Right? It's always going to be Twitter. I so, will never call it the other thing. So at work, I work for a or a news organization. I'm like, why don't you just call it Twitter? It's like, the digital producer's like, well, we're a news outlet. I'm like, okay. So I've resulted to when I write articles for my, my, my real job, I'm like, I'll just put it, they said on social media. So I just put that way. <laughs> I don't put they put on not Twitter or whatever. I'm like, I'll say, hey, they sit on social media and I'll embed my tweet. And I'll leave it at that. I'm like, it sounds better than the stupid other name is called. I'm like, I just social media or it's, uh, it's Twitter. It's all it is. So I found workaround. They haven't said anything about it. So I'm like, hey, they post on social media. So I'm good with it. <laughs> Dude, this weekend was wild. Yeah. Week seven is was ridiculous. If you miss games, shame on you. I made sure to go back and watch some that I couldn't see live and just watch some uh, condensed things. Like, uh, we'll get to Boise CSU, which, oh boy, we have a couple things on that. But we'll just get right to it. Let's go. Let's start on Friday night. This, what was your first thoughts? We discussed, like, obviously, Fresno, Utah State, Fresno 137 32. What was your initial thought going into the game? Like, uh, I know we discussed in the preview, but I wasn't giving Utah State too much of a chance. And they kind of hung uh, around. Yeah, I really wasn't either. They, you know, but Utah State has seemed to, you know, come into it a little bit. Um, Cooper Lagaffe finally had back-to-back good performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we were talking about it a little bit. He's like, yeah, they just made stupid mistakes. So buddy Logan, who does Utah State stuff occasionally on our DMs, he's like, You're, they're like the smartest dumb team, which checks out. Because they have Jalen Royal, or excuse me, Jalen Royals, who's becoming one of the best receivers in the conference. I think he has eight touchdowns. Him and Terrell Vaughn are great. I think the real issue with this team is kind of their secondary. Besides Ike Larson, they're able to not able to stop like Logan Five, but backup or backup. He did fine. I know Malik Sherrod had a huge game, but it just seemed like when Logan Fife needed a play, oh, let's find Trey Watson. Let's find Eric Brooks. Let's find. Jalen Moss, let's find somebody where there's all these interesting like plays where it's like, because they were 11 of 18 on third down, and that's probably the big difference in the game. They made almost all their third downs, or over half, I should say. Utah State was dreadful, 3 of 13, two, two turnovers. They're minus two, and there was, they were minus two in turnover margin. They outgained Fresno State by 100 yards. Mm-hmm. They made three of four fourth downs because they weren't covering third downs. They still lose this game. By five points because and they and they outscored Fresno State in the fourth quarter. Yeah. What do we make of this team? Because they're just like Cooper, like I like like you said, lit it up. I don't know what to make. Like Tafisi had a monster game with seventeen total tackles. They just Fresno just kind of made plays and shredded them on the ground. With Malik Sherrod, it seemed like. It. I'm always going to relate things to CSU because I yeah. cover CSU. Go for it. But it kind of reminds me of the old Bobo days. 
where, you know, they had this great offense. They're making plays all over the field, and then the defense just can't make plays to stop them. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like, their offense did quite quite fine. Like, ended the, they ended the game on the interception where, whatever, it's end of the game, they're trying to make stuff, but that, that just basically sealed it for them at the end. But, yeah, you're right. They do make plays. And interesting thing, too, Fresno, I know they're minus two, but really the last one doesn't count because basically end of game. So they're really minus one. And Fresno didn't even convert that one because they punted the next possession. Yeah. It's like Utah State might be a bull team. They're 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 still like the past two years, like they they're the conference champion two years ago, man. And last yeah. year we don't know what to make of them. And they have a decent running game. Can we mention like Fajon and Booth, they have a big big game that'll help. But I think it's their defense is what's ailing them on this game for the most part. Like they have like when I talked to these guys from Fresno on their whatever it is to the Fresno last week. Like, so what about Utah State? I'm like, I'm defense. Like, well, they have MJ Tafisi and Ike Larson. Besides that, shrug emoji? I don't know. They're, overall, there's nothing special. I know Anthony Switzer had a solid game. But they have, like, two good defenders, really, and that's not enough. Well, it was like, it's, it's that too. But then also, like, I'm going to harp on the offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you look at the box score, they only had four receivers with catches. Yeah, it's not helpful. What happens if, you know, Terrell Vaughn and Jalen Royals get shut down by somebody? Because it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, Micah, Micah Davis and Brock Lane aren't enough to overcome Royals and Vaughn being shut down. And this was Fresno without Cam Lockridge as well. They're one of the best corners in the league. And they still yeah. – they got the yardage clearly. So, I'm not saying the yardage wasn't great. But you're, you're correct. You compare four catch it, four receivers for Utah State to, what, nine? Eight or nine for uh, Fresno? Yeah. Ten actually, so I don't. Utah State—they're just a weird team. Like they'll make plays and they just kind of go go low. Like they kind of go to sleep for a minute. Like oh, we're doing all right because the first half it was fourteen all. They're going back and forth. They're forcing both teams were forcing punts. They're exchanging touchdowns. It was really a back and forth. I do think that possession where they started the their eight yard line, they went down and just couldn't quite get it done because they got stupid. Oh, here's the play I wanted to bring up. This, this is exactly the drive I wanted to bring. This is the reason I think they lost the game. I, I knew I had a play. I'm like, there's something I want to talk about. So if you watch the game, I'm not sure if you did, but the drive where they go 12 plays and punt. So it was third and nine, at the, or uh, yeah, third and nine, at the first no 41. They, made it, they had that 41-yard, would have been a touchdown pass. Nullified because there's hands to the face in the backfield, which – Sucks enough as it is, and I don't even know if that would have really made a difference on uh, making yeah. a play or not. It was kind of wasn't I think the right tackle, I want to say outside player. And then in the end zone, number sixty for Utah State. Um, oh, what's his name here? Bull, Wyatt Bowles. Yeah, shoves the guy, shoves um, Fajon in the or not Fajon, but shoves again. Yeah, Fajon in the face or shoves the Fresno guy in the face. Excuse me, because he's like taunt whatever's going on. Like, and then that's that's a thirty yard penalty. It's third and thirty nine. Like, I, that's killer. 30-yard penalty at one play when you are – you're still outside field goal range at the 41, but you score a touchdown on the play that probably – you didn't need to go hands to the face. Like, you just block him in the shoulder, you're fine. They score. He's not, he wasn't in danger of sacking Cooper Lega, And then you shoot yourself in the foot with two penalties. You, Fresno State never took him a couple of possessions to score, but that's a, that's a pretty gut-wrenching play where it goes from a touchdown to a 30-yard penalty. Timing wise, yeah, it wasn't the greatest penalty, but I don't <laughs> think coaches will have a problem with the uh, the unsportsmanlike. 
because same thing happened in the CSU game against Boise, and we'll get to it. But it's like you want the you want the guy, you want somebody to be that enforcer, similar to hockey. He's like, hey, if you're gonna if yeah. you're gonna do something, I'm gonna I'll take the penalty, I'll take the the up downs or the 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 gassers in practice, but I'm gonna protect my man. Yeah, he also probably didn't know it was being called back, so it just yeah. accumulated. So it's like I get that, like get in his face, but like, get in his face. Don't because the problem is when you extend the arm and push a guy or shove a guy in the face in the end zone or somewhere else. Find another way to do it. Like, go get in his face. Like, I guarantee there'd be no penalty if you went helmet to helmet, not not like getting in it face to face, essentially, and talking to him and give a little mini headbutt or something small to push against. Like, that would have been nothing. But when you walk, when you run up to him and give that huge extension to push him off, I get your point. But yeah. do it a different way. Like, just go jump in front of him and kind of like the fake fight they do in, in DC and baseball or the NBA. The fake. <laughs> go get in his face like that, like, to show, like, I'm here just in case. But yeah. actually doing something, it just accumulated. But it's you're right; it's not the worst thing. But like, find a little bit better way to like, hey, you mess with him, you mess with me. Yeah. And that and that was who knows if that if it made a difference or not. But that was a huge turning point in the game. And Utah State kicking a field goal in this first possession. This game was this game was back and forth and good. Like I kind of thought when Fresno had the fourteen point third quarter, I'm like, oh, this game's over. Utah State only had three points. They're down twenty eight to what seventeen. But yep. Aggie, Aggies are a solid team. They're just uh, not quite there. They're just like they're missing a little something. All right, what's next for Saturday? Is it the UNLV game? Is that where we're starting at? Yep. Did you know? Well, first off, the cannon's red. If you're not sure, so go to isn't there a website? What colors the Fremont Cannon is dot com or something like that? Isn't there? There's a website. Oh. Yep. Let me Google. Hold on. I forget. I saw. I saw it on Twitter. It's just a red, red screen because obviously it's red at the moment. Yeah. What color is the FremontCannon.com? You're right. It's just a red screen. <laughs> it's great. So this game, Fresno State, or excuse me, not Fresno State. UNLV has scored forty plus points in every game but the Michigan game. <coughs> However, <coughs> excuse me. There's two things I want to say about you and you. They, like, I don't know what to make of them because Maeve is doing a great thing. Ricky White had a huge game. Lester had a huge game as well. Have they legit played anybody good? Like, this is not meant to be crap on UNLV. I should praise them at 5-1, which they're good. Besides getting blown up by Michigan, but Michigan seems to beat everybody 36-6 to or something. Because I was saying, like, well, how well did other teams play against Michigan? That 35-7 to results basically carbon copy within five points, give or take, for their victories throughout the year. They beat Bryant. They beat Vanderbilt by three in a great come from behind. They beat up on UTEP, who's not very good. They beat up on Hawaii, who's not very good. And they beat up on Nevada, who's not very good. Are we for sure that, say, I know this is not great, but are we for sure you know, he's a good team? No. So, according to teamrankings.com, UNLV's strength of schedule is 112. Okay, that's, that checks out. And I'm not trying to crap on them, but I just thought I'd look at their schedule real quick because I wanted to check their 40 point performance. But I don't know. Like they're they're this is a great season to achieve everything. Be fascinated with them. They're I think they're in the top half of the conference easily. Like probably I could make an argument to put them ahead of Boise State. That shouldn't be too difficult. But they literally haven't played a, outside of Michigan a team that's going to go to a bowl game. Yeah. Am I off on saying that, or am I just being mean and rain on the parade of the rebels who are five and one for the first time in like forever? <laughs> no, I mean 
teams teams should always take care of what they take need to take care of, and UNLV is doing that easily. You know, yeah. like all all the teams except for Michigan, like should be teams that you should beat, and they've done that, and so, most of them in convincing fashion. And I don't think we can fault them for that. I mean, you, you know, I think the the true turning point was actually the Vanderbilt game for them. You know, they oh, came yeah. out, they they it was after the missed field goal, and they drove down the field to get into field goal position. I don't think the UNLV of old would have been able to do that. In fact, I don't think they would have been in that game. No, I agree. So I'm not saying a bad thing. I'm just trying to think a little bit differently because everybody's praising them as we should. But when they play, even when they play CSU next week, I'm actually going to be at the game. That'll be quite interesting. I'll be at Allegiant Stadium for UNLV CSU, and that's going to be is that their second bet toughest opponent, and that could be a challenge. It will be because we see what the Rams' offense can do. But in this particular game. And then real quick, they got they go to Fresno, tough host Wyoming, go to Air Force in San Jose State. Man, maybe this team might be seven to five, but that's still quite that's still amazing if that's what they end up going and kind of uh, don't have the same success first half to second half. If they go and they can, I can see eight and five honestly because the SU could could be maybe New Mexico probably and decent chance to beat San Jose State too the way they've been playing. But this game, Ricky White showed up as as we discussed. The quarterback's the first, time. the first time you think this season. He had he had two touchdowns last week, didn't he? Uh, hold on, let me check. I thought he had uh, a decent game last week. Not not to this extent where he had 166 yards. <laughs> no, so he, he technically showed up. I'm I'm adding technically in quotes. Um, <laughs> his best performance before this was the Vanderbilt game where he had 12. He went 12 for 165. Okay, uh, actually this. Nevada game was his first touchdown receptions of the year. Oh, maybe I looked at something else. I knew he had – yeah, so this is much – okay, there we go. I knew he had one other game that was pretty good. But him in that 82-yard touchdown pass was amazing. Them going with Jaden Maeva, even despite Doug Brumfield seemingly healthy, according to uh, coaches and people on the ground there. But why go away from a guy who had five incompletions? Yeah. I don't, I don't, you can't fault that. I mean, it's riding the hot hand. It's like, you know, it's forced in – uh, Jaden was forced in due to injury, and then he's you know he's he's had success. So I don't I don't think you can fault the coaches for sticking with because you don't know what would happen if they put Brumfeld back in. You know, they probably still five and one, but maybe not as comfortably five and one as they have been. Yeah. Also, can we say that Nevada actually played well in this game? Well, they, it's not actually the first time they played well this year. I mean, we we go back and look at the Kansas game. Sure. Okay. But, Second time. Outside of those two, yeah, they haven't. This was like you know one of the first times they played well this season. Like I know they had three, their minus three turnover margin. They were down twenty seven halftime, but yeah, it's forty five twenty seven. So that's that's a huge beatdown. Obviously, it was not super extremely close. But like Brendan Lewis had three touchdowns. He ran hundred fifteen yards. You want to have Sean Dollars do a bit more, but he was okay. Like the passing game, they got multiple people involved. They got they got throws downfield. They had three passes of at least 30 yards in this game. Like, Emory Johnson had a solid game on the ground. He had Elijah Winston with a couple TFLs. They had eight TFLs and two sacks on the day. So they were yep. making some plays. Just the offense just wasn't – those three turnovers, obviously, duh, tur- killer. You know what I mean? If you have multiple turnovers in this game. Because they had a uh, all – they had, let's see, two uh, – yeah, two other turnovers led to 14 points. They went forward on fourth down late in the game, which is fine for what you got to do. But that was deep in their territory. That's basically a turnover on that to, for when UNLV put up 45, when they got it 20 yards out and scored quickly. 
So like there's spots where that's twenty that's basically twenty one points off turnovers. That's the difference in this game, if you think about it. Because I count, like if you go forward out and you're that close, that's basically a turnover in my book. So there's like I know Ken Wilson, everybody's crapping on him and stuff, and they're He's not doing great. I think what was it? I think our buddy Brandon Prunch, uh, our message like his buyout drops to just a million bucks after the season. I think it's December first or something like that. And yeah. it's only a million and a half difference. But UNLV did like like if we assume UNLV is a good team, scoring forty plus a game is not a it's very difficult to do. They've done it basically all week, all season, this week and every game throughout the year. We even mentioned Leicester with three TDs, so they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I don't think Nevada played as bad as you think about it. It wasn't great with all the turnovers, but their third down percentage was just awful. So there's, I don't know, man. They're a team where if they find a running back and a little bit better defense, they could show a little something. But it's also a rivalry game. They're probably pumped for it a bit more. They were at home for this matchup. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think they need a quarterback. Yeah, this is the this is Lewis's probably best game, though, I think, throughout the year, co- combining on the ground in the air. But, yeah, you're right. They, I think they need a better guy. I, I don't – like, he wasn't the guy at Colorado. He hasn't – like, I don't know if it's if it's the Nevada offense or they just aren't recruiting good quarterbacks, but he just was they, – they need somebody. Do you think people are making too – people are still saying because Jay Norvell took everybody. I don't think that's an issue anymore, is it? Yeah. No. I, I like – They just – they don't have an offensive identity. It doesn't seem like um, they just seem all over the place. They, they have spurts here and there where, you know, talent gets them somewhere, but mm-hmm. it, talent can't always win. Yeah. That's what it seems like here. Like they, like they, they move the ball pretty well, but yeah, running back, maybe quarterback where they don't need to rely on the ground game as much, but yeah. they're own six. Is Ken Wilson going to make it? If he wins three, maybe. Are they going to win but three? I, don't, I can't see him winning <laughs> three. They got Hawaii and New Mexico back-to-back week, so there's a possibility. I I don't – based on the way Hawaii and New Mexico are playing, I don't see that happening. I said a possibility. I didn't okay. see they're going to win. I said they're, that's their best two chances, I would say. Yeah, best two chances for sure. There we go. That's what we do. All right, next game. Well, oh. I, I will – but CSU is a possibility. Okay, but it's, it's on the road, so that's why I didn't pick them. So yeah. So, but okay, there they'd be a well. I'd say they put I put them far behind in Mexico and Hawaii, but I could I could see that as a weird game happening just because. Next game, as you mentioned, we'll talk here in a moment. San Jose State fifty two, New Mexico twenty four. Well, me picking Lobos outright was pretty much of a failure. <laughs> I think Tyree Robinson hurt us. 15 carries, 126 yards, three touchdowns, two receptions, 63 yards, one receiving touchdown. That's amazing. Yeah. It also tells me New Mexico's defense sucks as well when they allow 200-yard rushers and Shavon Cordero to have 272 yards on eight completions. Yeah, eight plays. That we aren't making this up. Go no. look at the box score. Chevin <laughs> Cadero only completed eight passes, but went for two hundred seventy-two yards. That's let me pull up my. What was that? Forty yards of reception. It's thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay. It's it's sixty. It's sixteen a pass and thirty-four <laughs> a, a reception. How does he have 11, nine incompletions? <laughs> 
Do we have any six? Oh, okay. New Mexico's defense had six pass deflections. You mean pass breakup? Oh, they had six pass pass breakups. Yeah. Wow. That is this game. Like, also, it looks like Devin Dampier got some playing time this game at QB. Um, Jacory Krosky Merritt did all right, a couple of TDs, but man, this. this Sorry, I got a freaking fly on my computer screen here. I was like, what's going on? San Jose State, like, New Mexico, I don't know what to make of them, but, man, they couldn't do anything offensively. That Those middle, the second and third period, they got shut, they got beat 38 to 14. Yeah. They, they just got their head bashed. Like, when I was watching this a bit first quarter, I'm like, all right, yeah, it could be maybe, we're, uh, maybe I'm right here. Lobo's up 3-0 at first quarter. He had to miss field goal. But they, and then they're actually up 10-3 because the punt, re- punt return for touchdown. Oh, the block, excuse me, block punt, I should say. That's no, reading the box score wrong. But they had the block punt there. They're up 10-0. They're up 17-14 at halftime. Like, oh, all right. And then, boom, it goes south quickly for Lobos. Three and out, three and out, three and out. One play interception for touchdown. Three and out, four for punt. Their second half drives, if I'm correct on this, every drive up until the last touchdown drive, which was 11 plays, which I think might have been fewer plays than that one because they had a four-play drive. Seven play drive. I'm using drive liberally here, if everybody's wondering. Eight plays on the interception. Eleven plays. Sorry, they had 17 plays before their 11 11 play touchdown drive. They ran 28 plays in the second half. That's not a lot. No, <laughs> you you can't you can't leave your defense hanging like that. Somebody has to make a play. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you gotta. Stop somewhere like Danny Gonzalez, man. It's like, oof, got to figure things out. Like, you got to help your team out in any way you can. Like, keep the offense on the field. Like, they're five of fifty on third down. Like, San Jose State had only eight third down attempts. They also doesn't help. Did you see the penalty margin in this game? Hundred and twenty penalty yards. It's not that San Jose was any better than eighty six, but this. Is Lobos like Nevada? What are we? What are they going to do? How are these teams ever going to be competitive again? I, I mean, if you made me choose, I think Nevada would be competitive before New Mexico would. They have, been. but I don't know how how they're going to keep it. I think Nevada, like as, as I mentioned before, I, think, I literally think all Nevada needs is a quarterback, but they haven't had a quarterback since Carson Strong. Yeah, because they have like receivers. They have a decent, an okay running game, but. That would go a long way. But like San Jose State, okay, they're two and five. They beat up on a team they should beat up on. Kyrie Robinson shows up. Quali Conley, who we didn't mention, had a big game too with um what 180 total yards receiving and rushing over 100 on the ground. Yeah. And it's just a beat that I don't know. Like I was way off of my preseason projections for San Jose State. San Jose, I'm like, I was thinking, oh, they could win the conference possibly. They could rattle off a couple wins with San Jose or excuse me, Utah State. They're hosting at Hawaii. That's four wins. Maybe San Diego State. They might get the five wins. I just don't see them getting the six, depending on, unless that UNLV game gets weird. It's not the most crazy things have happened. I'm just saying it's wild. But they, hey, you show up when you need to show when you show up, and they almost had Boise last week. Remember that the big first half lead. So yeah. there's there's maybe they're finding things around. Utah State game will be key if there's any chance for them going going bowling. All right, um, we talk about Craig Bull and Troy Calhoun, thirty-four twenty-seven Air Force. People did not like Craig Bull's play calling. This end of the game was wild. 
I you're gonna have to walk me through it. I was walking over to the to the stadium. It's okay. So the game, I'm trying to pull the box score here because it was all sorts of craziness. There was so it was 27-21 after. Let's see. Oh, let me back up here. So halftime, it was 21-17. Yeah. So there's a field goal in there. I'm trying to make sure. I'm hoping. I should have written this down. I just watched it and like, I'll remember. But ESPN's box score or play-by-play chart's not the best. I probably should just use stop broadcast, but I'm not. So it's 27-21 Air Force. Um, they get the fumble, or they fumble the ball. Wyoming gets it for a touchdown to tie. Blocked PAT. Air Force fumbles the first time to get the ball. Wyoming misses a field goal, 52-yarder, which is, yeah, John Hoyland's really good, but that's still tough. And then Air Force, the game's tied. They allow Air Force to score a touchdown three plays to basically win the game that's four plays and out because Wyoming can't convert a fourth and one. Because they decide to on, if you're Wyoming here, Josh, and you, and you, and you want to move the ball. I know you're down seven. You're at your own 25 with um, – 217 left, so not a lot of time, but in between. Would you be throwing the ball every play? Do you remember how many timeouts were left? I'm trying to see. I don't know, but that could play into it as well, so maybe that's something I'm not considering. But to spoil it, they threw the ball every time and didn't get it. Because <laughs> I wonder if that was the play-calling situation, because Wyoming fans were not happy with the play-calling. Because it ended up being when they kicked that field goal – they end up getting a loss of six on a sack on third and ten. So you're sit, you have one of the better court kickers in the country. You're you're tied ball game third and ten to twenty nine. You are this game was um, at Air Force, correct? Yeah, yeah. So so a twenty nine to twenty twenty nine yard line. That's a forty six yard field goal. That's long, but your guys your guys make it making it. You have a uh, Harrison Whale, Harrison Whaley there, a guy who can. I think he can run the ball pretty good. Am I correct on that? They got a pretty good running game. He actually missed the game. Oh, what am I thinking? Oh my gosh, I don't know why I brought up his name. I just based on that. Like, the, sorry, you have. Well, maybe not anybody there, but I just, I just, whatever doesn't matter. Point B. Well, I, I, was, I think I, was like, I think part of it played part of the play calling played into the fact that they only averaged three yards a rush. Yeah, I mean that's that's all you need, but not with two minutes left on the clock. So I think that kind of forced his hand. But I think third and one, fourth and one, if you aren't running the ball, something's wrong. Yeah. But backing up to one play, the missed field goal, okay, you don't have your best friend. I don't know why I spaced on that for some reason. I was like, whatever. Okay, you're at a 42-yard field goal, right? Yeah. 29. Do a safer play. I don't – honestly, I'm trying to think. I don't remember what the call was, but a sack for six yards. I was trying to think what the play was. But why not run the ball? It does a couple things because there's five minutes left in the game. So you can run burn a little clock, which whatever at that point end up being th- uh, three th- uh, three minutes and thirty seconds. So they kick the field goal. Okay, fine. Why not rush and get even get zero yards? You're decent chance you make it. You're up three. There's still enough time. The game may have not mattered the end result because Air Force still may have gone down and scored a touchdown on their next drive in three plays. Yeah. But I would think like you, I would think that with offensive line, despite struggles in the game. Run the ball or do a QB do do a QB draw like not even in shotgun just what's whatever teams don't go to center very often anymore. But why not just run the ball for two yards? You're two yards closer to twenty seven. Kick a field goal. You're up three. Hope your defense does it. But you're right though. Like throw the ball early, but third and one. It's you gotta 
I don't know, man. I would try to run the ball in that situation and then get up quickly because if you do a sneak, nobody's nobody's running downfield for a deep pass, so the clock just runs forever if you don't get it. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about wasting 10, 15 seconds to get your guys in line. You run a – even keep receivers in there. Just do a tight formation. Just go up the middle. If you get it, great. If you don't, you have your team out there. You just spread out and do a play. Like you call two plays that situation, and I felt I would just run it once. And so maybe that's what the play calling – everybody's freaking out about but yeah not having your best running back hurts but also when you kind of think overall they got off to a, a good start they're up 14-0 just like that they were air force wasn't doing anything really like air force nope. did, they ended up running very well but the first play of the game if i'm correct wasn't it that deep pass by zach lear lear like he throws deep on the first play and yep. it was like, okay, then here we go. They stopped them. I, I figured when they're up 14-0 within, like, moments, I'm like, well, this game is this game could get out of hand quickly. But then well, Air, Air Force picked it up after that. I mean, they, they were playing uh, Air Force ball because, I mean, so the first two touchdown drives, 10 plays, 75 yards, four and a half minutes, nine plays, 70 yards, five and a half minutes. Took the first quarter just about. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, what like what happened in between there that they couldn't – They, I mean, they kept it up for the rest of the half. I mean, like, they missed a field goal at nine plays, 47, four minutes, 12 plays, 75, mm-hmm. five and a half. But then you get to the second half, and it's five plays, 14 yards, three minutes. Four pump. plays, 12 yards, pump. three minutes. Missed field goal. Two missed field goals in this game as well. Not a good. Like that. Well, even, their, even their touchdown drive was less than two minutes. I'm like, you can't. You can't give your defense that short of a break against Air Force. You basically have to go shot for shot with Air Force and play the same game they do in order to have a chance. Yeah, because if you go back a few drives before, when Air Force kicked that field goal, 11 play drive, so defense is out there forever. They go four and out. The defense forces a fumble, great, in two plays, but then they scored so quickly that Air Force drive, like, it. It may not have mattered because Air Force fumble, man, it's a bad example. I was trying to – I thought they had a longer drive. They scored the touchdown on three plays. But the defense was going out there quite a bit in that fourth quarter just because they did force the fumbles and they scored points off it. But it just comes down to – if you think about it, it's just that last drive of the game. They figured, okay, we'll make the field goal because we got one of the best field goal kickers in the country. But it goes back to that, taking the sack. It's like, uh, figure out a better place that doesn't happen. Air Force has the huge John Lee Eldridge III 58-yard touchdown run to steal the game. That was it. That was just huge because they're deep. up to that point, we could argue their defense was playing pretty well because they go like go 11 plays. Cool. They forced a fumble touchdown. Forced a fumble again. They were making plays, and then Air Force made one last big play. So you yeah. can't. I can't fault the defense too much despite them giving up 356 yards on the ground. That was they, it. Was a seven point game, and that wasn't the reason why they lost. It was that big play at the end. Defense yeah. did their job in the second half. The offense did not. Yes, you can't put six points on the board in a half and expect to be scored. Yeah, you. Yeah, field goal. You need touchdowns instead of field. You need touchdowns where you kick instead of field goals there. And Peasley did fine. He had three touchdowns. He actually played quite well, relatively speaking. If they had Haley Harrison there, they good chance to win the game. Because they have a yeah. running back because Peasley led the way rushing. Sam Scott didn't do much. Uh, Jamari Farrell didn't do all that much. That's It's, it's an issue. And it also, when you have uh, 
Sam Scott your leading receiver as well? That's not ideal either. He had, what, three for 43? He's easily finding lots of people. Like the passing game, he was making, what, seven or eight of, eight of his passes were 10 plus yards. So he was doing what he, what he needed to do. But it ended up being Zach Lair might be, like I put up on Twitter, what do you think about this? Like, should he, If Air Force does what they're doing, would you just think, would you make him player of the year over Ash and Genty? No. Like, it, like, it's, I always hate this debate. I know, the award's stupid sometimes. Be, because you can apply it to every MVP award in anywhere. It's like, I, like, we had this debate with, we had, they had the debate with the NBA with Joe Kick and Embiid. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't care what your record is. If you are the best player, you are the best player. Because, I mean, like, we put Warren Jackson as our number one receiver in our top – or our number one player in our top 50 countdown the COVID year, um, and then he didn't end up playing. But it's like, CSU sucked, but he's the – he was the best player. Yeah. Like, the, like, you can't skirt around it no matter how hard you try. I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. You just can't. I was just wondering because that's a it's a weird thing if your team's not very good, but but if, like Ashton Gentry, we'll get that game in, but he's going like he's going bonkers this year. But yeah. it, it, I mean, I I would make that argument even if it was like my team being good and having the, the like you know player in question. Like, all right, if my team is you know twelve and zero, and but there's a team that's you know four and eight, and for whatever reason they have a player who's just going off, but they can't finish. I will vote for that four and eight player if he's just playing out of his mind. Well, it's like a while back, and Arizona Nick Foles was lighting the scoreboard up, but they weren't winning very many games. Yeah, like he was going crazy, and yeah, it's kind of the offense. I think Kevin, Kevin Sumlin was there at the time, or it could be like those type of guys. I would say, oh, well, it's a conversation for another day. We'll get to it, but I just brought that up because I'm trying to think who would be because Jinty's clearly the best offensive player at the moment, and that may change. But when you look at receiving, Torrey Horton has six TDs. Jalen Royals has nine touchdown receptions, which was shocking. Terrell Vaughn. That's why I'm wondering why Utah State's not better. But they have two receivers with 17 cuts, touchdowns and like 90 catches and 1,300 yards, 1,250 yards. Yeah, because they're the only two receivers they have. So I don't care. Hey, it goes against your point, man. If they put up numbers, who cares? I know. <laughs> well, I, I think that I think that was the thing too. Like with like that that will get me too. Is like. That's the thing with like teams with with not good records and players just playing out of their minds is like you know that player is getting the ball and they're still performing. Yeah, because one thing too about Gen- we'll get the game right now. Genty thirty receptions as well and four touchdowns in the passing yeah. game. So he's like Jeremy McNichols on steroids essentially. It seems like or JJ I guess those guys who cut the ball in the backfield. Next game yeah. is it your game, Josh? That you um, have a confession to make. Technically, but I feel like we should do that one last. Okay, well, we can do that last. What's next, and where are we going then? What do you want to do? San Diego State, Hawaii. San Diego State versus Hawaii on the road. I do find it fun watching Hawaii football, where this game was a little bit later than normal because it was a nine mountain kick instead of. Uh, actually, no, it's earlier. Sorry, ten o'clock. It was, it was an hour earlier. Earlier, that's what I meant. But the sun was out. I'm like, this is nice. It's night nighttime here. It's getting late. Sun's still out there shining. And guess what? Hawaii still can't get the wins because Aztecs have a fourth quarter. That was awesome, scoring 21 points to come from to outscore them 21-10, fourth quarter, 24-20, second half. And a matchup where Braden Shager had a game for himself. Had a game for himself. 427 yards, 
three touchdowns. But guess what? The run and shoot, they're missing the running part, as I joke, which is lame every week, Josh, with um, – oh, I'm going to butcher his name here. Najaji? Is that how you say it? Najee? Najee Bryant Lele, 24-yard rushing to lead the team. That's not going to get it done. The run and shoot ain't running. Exactly. And you need you actually need to have that in the run and shoot. I know they go four wide, but you got to have some sort of running game. And when you look at San Diego State, like 41 points, how the hell do they score 41 points? Jalen Maiden did all right. You had a running game that's still abysmal, but three touchdowns. I know Mickey, Mickey Shaw had a big game. But it's uh, it is interesting. It is good to know that Schrager only had one interception, but they had four turnovers in the game. So all those short fields, obviously, are going to kick you in the gut. Going uh, minus three on the game, four turnovers. Oh, there must have been a. Um, so yeah, so they went they minus pick four six. turnovers. There's a pick six. There's a pick six. They muffed a punt. Yeah. They but the, so they. The Aztecs got 21 points off of the turnovers, and I don't like if Hawaii had cut if Hawaii can cut down on the turnovers. I think they'd actually be a decent team. Yeah, they were down. I, think, I mean, you could probably say that about anybody. Exactly. But, <laughs> but it, it but it's true. It's like you know Hawaii. Like all of almost all of Hawaii's turnovers have scored into points for the other team. So I don't know if it's like a mental thing with this with this team, and uh, Timmy Chang just needs to get them get them up and get them going. But like. You you have to you have to do it one play at a time. You can't let what happened before happen again. And, but also, this game was fumbles up turn, turnovers. Also, Hawaii fans were furious at this at Timmy Jinks play calling. So, did you see what down they kicked the field goal on? <laughs> what did what did um, Scott say? Second, second down. So I'm looking. I want to pull this up here. So it's forty one. It's forty one thirty one. I forget somebody in the NFL did this recently. Maybe it's Eberflus. I forget the Bears coach or something. But, okay, you're down by 10. I don't have the timeout situation in front of me. Apologies. That could make a difference. You're you're down set, You're down 10. You want the touchdown. There's a minute left in the game. Like I don't necessarily fault him for this because it is a calculation. Because do you want the touchdown or not? If you if – you, here's the situation. It's second and 10 at, their, at the 30-yard line. Matthew Shipley kicks a 47-yard field goal. And then Hawaii had at least one timeout because they called I probably just the one because they had one timeout on the after they kicked the ball off because they tried the onside kick and didn't get it. Yeah. So what would you do there? There's a minute left in the game. Would you go for the touchdown? Like would you try to get five ten? Like what does ten yards do for you there besides waste clock? What's more valuable, the points or the time or like what what was more valuable valuable with the minute left? If it again the timeout situation, one like if they only had if they only had the one, yeah, I I think the field goal was actually the right call. Yeah, I I don't think, I, yeah, I I think like I, you hear stuff like that. It's where it's like, okay, what are we gonna do here? We want to cut it within five. Like if you're if it's eight points, what are you gonna do? Kick a field goal, try for a touchdown, two points. You're down ten in this situation. I don't have a problem with it because if you go deep again. Maybe you waste it's fifty seconds, and you don't score, and you kick on third down, or you complete it and get a first down, and you run one more play. You're down to thirty five seconds. I don't honestly have a problem with it, just because they they didn't have the timeouts, and so their thing was okay. We'll kick it, 
We have one timeout. If we get the ball, we can try to stop it once. I'm I, I'm fine either way. It just doesn't seem to bother me that much. But what what it should have come to the situation because they're down seventeen to zero in the first half after the pick six. Yeah. But they did respond and go right back down the field and score a touchdown. Oh yeah, they went ten play, ninety one yards to score. So that was an amazing feat by them. It's just they too many errors, like fumbles, like you mentioned, all the turnovers to pick. Was it twenty one points of turnovers they had? They yeah. can't run the ball, so that takes away a full dimension of the game. They Shager had to throw forty seven freaking times. This and again, San Diego State they weren't that great themselves. Five of fourteen on third downs. They couldn't run the ball. Three and a half, just over three and a half yards per rush. They did up by their defense, which has showed up finally for the first time all year to have a really, really good game. And Maiden and Maiden played above average game, I would say, with his two twenty one, finding Shaw for all those catches and touchdowns. Or touchdowns, yeah, I should for, say. For for schools like San Diego State and Hawaii, or not Hawaii, excuse me, San Diego State, Wyoming, if their quarterback gets above two hundred yards, victory. They should probably win the game. <laughs> they should, and they did in this case, so it's a uh, Aztecs. I think the little bowl game, I still don't. They played a bad team, but they got the job done. I would say their defense took a step forward. Jalen Maiden took a step forward. Rushing attack is still. Maiden had one third of your yards. That's not good enough. They're just. I mean, and he's their leading rusher on the year, too. He still is? Okay, I wasn't sure about that. That's crazy. All right, is it time? Yeah. I should be happier. I know. Why are you not happy? Colorado State, 31. Boise State, 30. Losing streak, winless streak is over for the Rams. Why are you upset? What's going on? <sighs> I shouldn't have bet. Like, CSU played horrible in the first half. Like, I'll read. Like, so CSU has a, a stats and info page that's run by Kyle Neves um, in, the, in the athletic department over there. Uh, um, in the first half, first half, second half split. CSU on third down was one and eight, and Boise State was four and six. CSU had 52 yards passing, and Boise State averaged seven yards a rush. Like, that shouldn't happen. I like, and what I think annoyed a lot of fans, um, especially in the first half play calling, was it it looked like it was Washington State play calling over again. You know, they were playing scared. They weren't run, they weren't calling deep shots. They ran, um, Three. It t- I think it took them until the second quarter to get their first first down. Um, I think. I think it was in the chat. I think someone was like, or someone noted like CSU had eleven yards in the first quarter. Like that, just like that can't happen. Like it's great that we won, and and I am happy. You know, but like you got to the, like I'll, I'll say it now, but it got to the point. You know, it was thirty to ten. There was six minutes left. We left. We didn't think it. We didn't think CSU was going to come back. Oh, man. That's why you never leave the game. But I can't blame you because I thought when I turned this game off, or I was watching it, I was, I was um, getting on Air Force Wyoming, kind of catching up on that game to see how it went. So I wasn't watching this live. I saw a score. I still in Josh before. I got a, like a six-team part, five-team part. I put five bucks on. I'm like, oh, I'm doing good. This game won. This game won. And I had Boise money on. I'm like, oh, they're up 30 to 10. I'm getting 110 bucks tonight. Sweet. <laughs> right before I go to bed, I'm like, Wait, thirty-one thirty. I'm scrolling through the Fox highlight, Fox College football. Like, what, what's going on? Hell, Mary, Dalvin Holker, who's again newcomer of the year, and I don't think it's close. Catches the Mel Hel- Mary. I was gonna say Mel Harry. 
And Boise did the right thing. They knocked the ball down. And guess who's right there to scoop it up? Right there. Like, what? I'm like, whatever. I put it's a $5 bet. I don't care. I'm like, I would like $110. So that would have been fine. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, sweet. I had a pretty bad day because I had, I'm like, you never, you you bet a little bit, Josh. I'm like, I see people. There was the person. Did you see the guy who lost on the crystal ball fumble? Yeah. Did you see his, his, his betting slip? What he had? He had basically, all favorites. He had like a minus thousand game. Like, what are you doing there? It's like that's kind of weird. So I had a parlay, like a bunch of them. Like, um, oh, I'll take favorites. So one of those was Colorado. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I and I just added as a joke for money line to get myself like eight more dollars probably if I would have won. Because it's one of those. It's like I had a pretty big one. I'm like, oh, it actually went pretty good. I forget what. I think I may have missed actually two games, but it was a 12 team one. I'm like I'm doing good. Got all this. I got the Iowa Wisconsin under and. <laughs> the Iowa to cover and <laughs> got that in there because why not? <laughs> when I saw that weather at the Michigan game, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely doing this. But I'm like, but I put it in Colorado just because, oh, why not? Same with this game. I'm like, hmm, okay, boys, you probably should win. But freaking Colorado, I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, it's like minus 700. I'm like, whatever, I'll get nine more dollars. And no, I lose it. But <laughs> I lose money in this game. But I watched it again this morning, not this morning, but just before it recorded recently. It was 31. Excuse me, thirty to ten. What is Boise State doing at the end of this game? I watched it. And I still trying to figure out what's going on. Someone said they put the backups in. Did they put? Did they not put the starters back in at any point? I they may have done it on the last drive, but then they just played off and did what CSU did against CU. I know the the one long pass. I forget what drive it was. I think it was the last one where it went pretty deep. What was it? The uh, was the one with the penalty. I'm trying to find what it was, but there's yeah the 44 yard pass to Tory Horton with 33 seconds. So it's what are you doing? Play normal defense. You're up. There's uh, 30 seconds left. Why are you playing so deep? They have to get a touchdown. Yeah. They were at their twenty. Uh, where were they at their twenty-three yard line? No, uh, CSU started that drive from their twelve. Or twelve? No, no. I'm talking about a few plays later. Oh yeah. So yeah, they completed the eleven-yard pass and then the forty-four to Horton. Yeah. They even and had they pen- were on like the thirty-something. Yeah. They even had two penalties on that drive. They had the unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> they had the illegal touchdowns. Oh pass. yeah, that stupid call. What did you think about that one? No, no good. <laughs> I mean, it's technically correct, just like the blocking on the onside kick one is technically correct. But they're like, all right, this school just completed a Hail Mary to tie the game against a school they've never beaten. <laughs> I think the reason it was called was because they were all rushing the field. It's the only reason it's called. If they had, yeah. you know, if they hadn't come out past the numbers, yeah, I think they probably would have been fine. But and that made the extra point, like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, maybe that NFL distance. It was there's that yeah that was wild, but so, so there's there's a there's a couple things. Uh, there's a joke going around on Twitter afterwards. It was like there's only one win allowed in Colorado between CU, the Broncos, and CSU every week. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a good one. But what? But Boise's defense, or also. How does Boise not recover that first onside kick? That was the worst executed onside kick ever, and somehow the Rams get it. 
Yeah. And, and it wasn't, and the second one was, uh, was amazing. He caught up, like sealed off everybody. But the second one, the first one was, what did he go, 20 yards or, or so? So they kicked off for the 35. Where did they get it? It went close to 30. It was CSU only had to go 38 yards. This game was, that last bit was bonkers. Again, they're down 30 to 10 after Boise State scores a, this is more improbable because the interception, they got the ball at eight eight yards to go. It's like, oh crap, we're down 23-10. Okay, whatever. There's still time, plenty of time, obviously. That was right before the, uh, when was that? Was that the fourth quarter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fourth quarter because I was trying to look at my time here. And then they score two plays. Okay, you're down. It's like, oh crap. We got six minutes, yeah, six twelve left in the fourth quarter. You're down twenty. The win probability was like ninety nine percent. Ninety nine point nine. At that point, it so, was. So, so here, according to ESPN, it was ninety nine point nine percent. First and ten on Boise's twenty seven with four oh seven left. <laughs> this should not have happened. This is. I don't care. I don't care if you put backup center on. You have a three, basically a three touchdown lead, and you blow it with six minutes left. Yeah. They were terrible at special teams because you let two onside kicks go through clear, obviously. You play stupid prevent defense, which is lame, when it's not a – it's like they need a touchdown. Make them go over the top on you. Make them throw a 40-yard pass over the top. I know they have Toy Horton, they have Dallin Holker, they have amazing receivers, but it's just – man, I don't know. It's It's just bad coaching all around. Yeah, I mean it, it's you know it's great for CSU because they you know they finally broke the streak. This is you know Norvell's signature win, but it was just it was kind of insane how it happened. You know because you know like I left it was thirty to ten. I mean I left the CSU Boise game years ago when it was the twenty eight to three game. So I was like yeah. I, I think I kind of indicated myself here by doing the exact same thing. Just leave it at halftime for every game now, man. Just leave it at halftime. <laughs> yeah. So the the win expectancy from Bill Connolly, 28%. 28%. So going, going back to that stats and info. Yeah. So the second half, CSU was 6 of 9 on third down. Boise was 0 for 5. CSU had 307 passing yards in the second half. And Boise was held to 3.9 yards of rush. Man. Oh, my goodness. This... And you know what? Also, we, what we mentioned, we, we alluded to this earlier. Ashton Genty had a game for himself: two hundred twelve yards res, uh, rushing, three touchdowns. He had leading receiver, which is not great. And it kind of goes to my point: like Billy Bowage and Stephen Cobbs and Riley Smith aren't keeping their end of the bargain. They played two quarterbacks with Maddox Maddox Mason, excuse me, who does look to be better than Taylor Green, but not anything special. They've had two interceptions in this game. Compared to Braden Fowler Nagolosi, who had 359 yards. Running game would have been nicer, obviously, for TSU. But Toy Horton had a huge game. Dallin Hooker cleared the game with a touchdown. Deep throws all around. Yeah. What is – and hmm. I'm trying to think of what else to say here because they're minus two, Boise. 4-11 on third down, which is eh, – it's not great, but it's not terrible. If they put their backups in, that's fine. You would think once they score that first touchdown, I don't know how the depth chart or play chart of who played when, when when 
Because they, they did not touch the ball the rest of the game, uh, correct? I guess they, no, they punted. They did. That's so, right. They punted. That's true. I, I was watching it on my phone as we were driving home. I had to think for a minute. And, and I So I, I see Taylor Green get the long run. Yeah. And I turned it off because, all right, I think it's over. And then I look then I look back at the score, and I'm like, huh. The penalty replayed it down. State's punting. Yeah. What they, happened here? There's a penalty there. Yeah, I turned it off right before they, th- See? they showed the flag in it. That's your thing, man. Just don't watch. Just don't watch the games. Yeah, but then I can't do. But then I can't do this. I know. Fair point. Yeah, it's like, oh, what do you do, man? But I was like, so we'll. I I mentioned it in the Utah State game a little bit, but like this game is a little feisty too. Like it, it was there was there was some big hits on both sides. Um, I think. Excuse me. I think. The CSU linebacker Chase Wilson got ejected, you know, third play of the game for um, targeting on Maddox Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, Kennedy McDowell got sent, got carted off and sent to the hospital on a cheap blindside block on a kickoff that was, you know, that was like let go for a touchback. So it wasn't even necessary. Um, he, he is out of the hospital. So that was all good. That's good. Yeah. Um, got everything checked out. I think it was just a concussion. Um, then there was um, the play that a lot of people were confused about the penalty calls. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll just lay it out for you. So it was, it was a five-yard pass to Dawson Menegotti. Um, they had him wrapped up, whistle blows, and it depending on the angle, you know, it's either the the linebacker for Boise comes in and the momentum just carries them, or the, the Boise State guy just throws them down. But it was mm-hmm. it was like right after yeah. Um, yeah. the McDowell thing, and so. Um, sorry, Jacob Gardner comes over and just levels the Boise State guy, and then um, Oliver Jervis is standing over him, like pointing at his face, like "Hey, you can't do that type of thing." And then one of the Boise State guys comes over, gets involved, gets a flag, and the Jay Norvell got a flag too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's three dead ball on sportsmanlike conducts on CSU Yikes. and one on Boise State. Do you want to know what happened? I don't. Yardage wise, um, I don't have in front of me. What is it? It offset. Ah. <laughs> Completely offset. And wow. then I think hold wow. on, let me see. I think CSU scored the very next play, if I'm not mistaken. Good for them. So I have an interesting question here for you. So I'm looking at a couple advanced numbers here. Boise's three and four. Yep. So I'm looking at Bill C's. He has a bunch of on Twitter G five title odds, all this best change going defeated. Air Force is twenty eight percent to go undefeated, which is pretty cool. You have Nevada, 13% chance to go over. What is more likely to happen at this point? Uh, I got a couple here. Well, I have a few. Yeah, what's more likely to happen? Boise does not go to a bowl game or Nevada goes 0 for 12? What do you think is more, more likely to happen? Yeah, yeah, what's more likely to happen? Of those two, what would you say? I'm, here, I'll give you $5 and I'm going to pick this to happen. Nevada goes 0 and 12. Is it a close for you or not even not close? No, not even close. So you think Boise's going to go to a bowl game then? They got New Mexico, Utah State. Yeah, they also got Wyoming, Fresno, and Air Force. They, I think they'll pick up one of those three. Which one? I mean, well, they have Wyoming and Air Force at home. Mm-hmm. Let me look at Winsipedia real quick because Air Force of Boise is always a weird series. It's also later in the year too. and Normally it's like week three, which is annoying. Yeah. Yeah, they host those two. They go to Fresno. 
even going to Utah State, remember last year, Utah State, I know the final score I think was a 14 or 17 point difference, but it was down to the wire where Utah State could have won it. Or Boise had, I think, like a defensive touchdown and some other quick score. All right. Air Force is, let's see. Boise's won more often than not, but the games have been competitive and not really too many blowouts. There's been some, but not really. There's, yeah, there's been like two or three. But I, I think it's, it's in Boise. Boise's win, won this series more than not in Boise. So I I think they can do it. I don't know if they beat Air Force, but I think they can go to a ball game. I don't. Nevada yeah. has some has some toss up matchups coming with New Mexico, Hawaii, maybe Utah State and CSU, but I I think it's more likely that Nevada goes zero twelve. I think I think Boise State somehow squeaks it. Either this game is a wake up call for Boise State or Avalos is getting fired. I can say it too. So if, what would it take for him to get fired? He's in year three, right? I believe. I think so. Yeah, year three, because Harrison was only two years in um, Auburn. Is he gone no matter what? I think the only thing that saves him is a bowl game. Is that enough, though, for six and six and go to the bowl game? I mean, the the, the true thing is, is, like, they went out, but that's not ha- happening. No, no. Um, I, I think they have, like, they get a bye week, and then they host Wyoming. So they, they really need to take an inward look at themselves and see, like, what kind of team they want to be. Like, I think I, I said it against San Jose State the week before San Jose State. It were like, you need to give Maddox Mason a full week, give him a full game. You can use Taylor Green as a gadget play. I don't, I don't think – I wouldn't mind that. I think a lot of Boise State fans wouldn't mind that. But Taylor Green is not your starting quarterback, and he shouldn't be your starting quarterback. Yeah, you can make gadget plays because he has shown he can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not the greatest passer, but he's a capable passer. So you let Maddox Mason run the offense. Truly, give him the bye week, give him the week before Wyoming, get him comfortable in the offense and let him run it. But give Taylor Green, you know, four, five, six gadget plays, a couple of them passes just to keep Wyoming offense, or excuse me, Wyoming honest. But it's like, I, they got to try something because Taylor Green isn't it. Because if you if you go back and watch the CSU game, I think Taylor Green maybe ha- he had less than ten plays the entire second half. Mm. I, I I agree. I think that's a smart play because Green's hasn't been playing well. Put in yeah, another quarterback who's doing just as well, completing passes, throwing the ball downfield. Actually, you know, a quarterback who throws the ball. Yeah, but I. Avalos first year seven and five, ten and four, and are three. He's three and three. So if he goes from ten and four, if he has fewer wins in twenty twenty one, I don't think he's coming back. If he's six, I, I still, I still think a bowl game saves him. Why? That's not the, I or let me let me change that. I say a bowl win saves him. Okay. Um, I just because. I know Boise's used to, like, they have that historical precedent of winning. And so, you know, this is their first time facing the adversity. So I I don't, because we, we saw, you said you said they went 7-5 and five his first year. Mm-hmm. No bowl game. And then they went 10-4. and four. 
they lost a bunch of talent yeah. on the defensive side. They've been hurt this year. If he makes a ball game and wins it, I think they give him another year. Do you want to know the last time they've won six games in the regular season? Or six was games? It like eight six or something like uh, that? Dirt Cutter in 1998, six and five. That was two years off. <laughs> yeah, you're close enough. They were. They have not had a losing season since year two in the Big West. Or two, second year, excuse me, FBS, Division One A at the time. 1997 is the last time they had a losing season. So, I, I think if he, I think he has to have eight wins, and I don't think he's getting there, yeah, including in, including a bowl game situation. I should say. All right, so four or five. That ain't happening. Yeah. Come at me, Boise fans! I don't care. I don't see. It. I don't see it coming. You're losing to Wyoming. Not probably not not being Fresno. Going to beat New Mexico. Should beat Utah State. Air Force, end of the year, it's tricky for them because of they kind of fade a little bit. But this is a really good Air Force team. I just don't see them. I just don't see it, man. They're not there. They don't have it. Ashton Genty, amazing player. They don't have, unless they put unless they make the change of quarterback permanently. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Anything else to add for the week of a wild week seven? No, I think we covered it. I, I, there weren't. You know, outside of CSU, there weren't that many surprises. There, I mean, there were a lot of close games, but at, at, fun games. I shouldn't say a lot of close games, but there, there were you know decent. Eat everyone eats everyone, except for Air Force. Yeah, except it's, for Air Force. Next week, Air Force at Navy. Whew, that's a good one. Got a pretty good slate next week, so it'll be interesting what those games. Uh, and I'll be at a game. I'll be at CSU, UNLV, so I'll be awesome. And I'm not paying eighty five dollars to park you. The people are wondering. I found a better spot. <laughs> like literally, if you want to park on site, eighty five dollars. I'm that's more than my ticket, pal. Than one of my tickets. Yeah. So now I found a good parking point two miles away for twenty dollars. So I will take that and walk over. So we'll be back next week to preview all these games. But, yeah, it's a crazy week seven. Check us out, mwr.com. We'll have our power rankings. I'm crossing my fingers, Josh, earlier this week because I've been – the past couple weeks I have not been <laughs> keeping my end of the bargain to post them early in the week like I want to. So I'll work on, <laughs> I'll work on it. I know how it is, man. We get us like, oh, Friday, crap. Yeah, it'll still be good. People like this stuff. I'll get it sooner. We'll have bowl projections up this week, a few other things going on. But we'll be back next week and uh, just to uh, chat about all these games. It'll be a great week. <laughs>